0: hello and welcome to another episode of Hour of Healing friends I am your weekly host Joe Deborah and our topic for discussion today is choosing to do right when wrong feels so much better our guest is a very dear mentor of mine the very Reverend Dr. Samuel Osam-Diodu Dr. Samuel osam is currently the Second Minister at Mount Sinai Methodist Church in daunia Afienya circuit, which is in the Tema Diocese of Ghana. Yes, he's joining us live from West Africa, Ghana. He is a civil engineer by training, and friends, we're not going to go into how he became a minister, but he certainly is very passionate about counseling and mentoring young people for Christ. Friends, I believe it's going to be a joy for us to be able to have a discussion with The very Reverend Samuel Ossam, you do this day. So, Reverend, thank you so much for uh, joining us on Hour of Healing. I believe that um, by the grace of God, we will be impacted by your wisdom and by what God has um, for us today. So let's dive right into it, Reverend. Everybody has been there. You were a civil engineer even before you became a minister. So maybe you don't go through it now, but you certainly have gone through it in the past. Why does it feel so much better sometimes to just do what is wrong? Can you shed some light on this for us, Reverend?
1: Uh, thank you, doctor, for having me. Um, it's so interesting. But uh, just um, by way of uh, A quick answer to it. It is an uh, evidence of our fallen nature. Mm. Mm. It's just an evidence of our fallen nature. Some may say, oh, I don't believe in those things, but then our lives confirm it. Mm. Even our children at home, as parents, (laughs) the things they are not supposed to touch, (laughs) they are the things they are gonna touch so it's just yes. an evidence of our fallen nature wow Still wow to us you just want to do it
0: wow wow that is short but certainly very powerful and we will be kind of diving into this throughout the show today so uh reverend if it is the evidence of our fallen nature then why is it important for us to choose to do right And what are some of the consequences if we choose to do wrong?
1: Thank you again for this uh, loaded question. (laughs) If I (laughs) can put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) There is nothing new under the sun. Mm. There is nothing new under the sun. Before we were born, others had come and gone. And when we shall die and leave, others will follow us. So there's always someone you can look up to. And uh, the world will tell us that experience is the best teacher. Yes. But I want to believe that learning from others' experience will make you better than the best. Mm. Yes, you can learn from your own experience. And then draw the conclusions for yourself by learning from others' experience will make you a better person. And I, if I can put it this way, better than the best. Mm-hmm. So we have a whole lot of exa- examples out there. Some are scripture and some are things you have even witnessed in our own lifetime. Choices people made and what brought them or what brought them the results so you choose good which is a fact of life you only reap what you sow so if you sow good you are going to reap good and if you sow bad you reap bad it is a fact wow. of life and we have evidence in and around us scripturally and in life as a whole
0: wow 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 thank you so much for that answer Um, I think it's very profound Uh, you said uh, experience is the best teacher but not necessarily learning from other people's experience is actually the best teacher because then you don't have to go through the headaches and the headaches that they went through I think that's very very uh, profound thank you so much for that Reverend so um, then the the, the question uh, usually comes up what is really the difference between between doing what is legal and what is right? Because I think there is a lot of confusion sometimes, uh, in people, uh, about what legal and right is. So can you share some light on this for us?
1: Legal. Uh, this question should go to a lawyer. <laughs> that can help us define what, uh, legality is and, uh, what is right. Um, What is right should come from God. Mm. He is the source of everything right. And we are supposed as human beings to come up with what will help us live together in community. So there Mm. are rules and regulations. There are laws. Even when God called a group of people from the land of Egypt and plunge them into the wilderness. He gave them laws, uh, certain things to help them live in community. And we need those things to live, not for ourselves alone, to live for others. So, for instance, in the use of our streets, we have rules and regulations. You get to a traffic light, it's already stop. Because you are not the only user of the road, True. so these laws and things are made, and they become right when they are in line with the will of God. Wow, wow! Yeah, see, what I may think to be right, I might, I might, out of my own, should I say, weaknesses, may make certain laws for myself, but mm. do, they do not make it right? If I think it's right, it must be right in the sense that it's in line with what God would want for us as humans. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so if I make my own laws and I live in my own world, that ask for me, let me give you a very typical example. I can't stay with one woman all my life. That is my law I've made. So you come and you go. Another one comes and go. Does that make it right? Hmm. But maybe to me it is right. Cause i have my resources and i want to live my life that way does that make it right yes yeah, so until those legalities are in conformity with the will of god there are question marks on them
0: wow so then i i i will say everything right is legal but not everything legal is right because Correct. being right has to be in conformity with the will of God reverend hmm. this is a loaded answer and I mean it will take us all day to explore this just with our society alone uh, but I have a question for you because we live in a society um, reverend and you just uh, went to Ghana and uh, to be a pastor of Mount Sinai not even a year ago, really. So you've been in the western part of the world for a, 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 a long time, and you do know that we live in what we call a microwave society, uh, an instant gratification society uh, here on the west part of the world. And so the question then becomes: How does our, um, how does this nature of our environment influence our uh, decision making? Um, and the second part of that question is, uh, how does our perception of rewards and punishment affect our moral choices? Um, sorry, it's a loaded question, but I think you'll be able to handle it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? Um, it's, it's interesting. Uh, like you rightly said, we are in a microwave uh, society and, um, the, the, the call to wait, It's not something popular in this day and age. Everything must happen. But like I said earlier on, every action will have a reaction. Whatever you are going to sow, you'll reap it. And and all these things will come when we are in relationship with God. See, the point is he created his world. And he understands his world. How his world must operate. So we can decide to just put him aside, take him off the scene and do things our way. And that's what our world is trying to do now. I don't need God in anything I do. I am I am my own self. I am my own, but then I don't think it's possible. I just came into existence. Somebody is behind it. Like I said earlier on, behind every design, there must be a designer. But unfortunately, the world we find ourselves in now. Because people think, God will take my rights away from me. I should do things my way. And interestingly, in the wisdom of God, whoever created us, He gave us the willpower. The willpower to make choices. And at times when people err, we all make mistakes. And we are supposed to bear the consequences. Then begin to blame God. Why did God give me a willpower? He should have made me a robot. Then you ask him, (laughs) would you have preferred that? I said, no, 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 no. I wanted a will to exercise. But then exercising that will will bring you consequences. So if you exercise them right, you get right results. If you exercise them wrong, Because whatever you are sowing, unfortunately, our world is taking God out of the equation because we think we can manage it without him. And the consequences are horrible. It's all around us. We are all witnesses to what is happening. And we have to have the assurance that if I find myself in the hands of God and he's fashioning me, ultimately, because the Bible says the end of the matter. Is better than the beginning. So if I find myself in God's hands and He directs me, and I'm supposed to do certain things His way, which may call for certain sacrifices, certain denials, putting them all together, the glory, the blessings that will come. Can I give you the example of Joseph, Mm -hmm. who decided to choose good when Mm -hmm. it will appeal to him because he was just a slave? in the house of Potiphar. And it was between him and the wife of Potiphar. A secret affair. No one would have ever known of it. And at the end of the day, he could have mis- I mean, displaced Potiphar and taken over. And I believe he would have enjoyed some sumptuous some meals while the woman <laughs> was in charge of the house. But at the end of the day, what he got by saying no to it, far outweighed what we could have gotten by saying yes wow. so whatever we think we'll be suffering or sacrifices the ultimate blessings or glory will far exceed whatever we are going to get well
0: wow. so, um the uh, question then is how does our environment uh, which includes obviously our upbringing our cultural mm-hmm. norms uh shape our views on what is right and what is wrong
1: our environment plays a major role. Mm. What we're exposed to, your kind of associations, they play a major role. Mm. And interestingly, we are not created in isolation. We are not created (laughs) as an island. The Bible says, God said, it is not good for man to be alone. So, we are bound to grow up in communities, in families. And if what you are being exposed to is not good, it will surely influence your decisions. Mm. But the good news is, there shall always be a remnant. God will always leave for himself a witness. So, I have to choose. You see, the problem, Doc, uh, we are facing is. I think if I become so godly, I can't do things my way. It's it's my own right. No, that is our problem. And once we choose that problem, we must be ready for the consequences. (laughs) No, that is the truth. It could be a hard truth, but that is what it is. And I may want to emphatically say that if you make God part of your story, know David, whom you all know, and revere, the man David in the Bible, he made a statement that I had been young. I am now old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed-bearing bread. You see, you, 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 you can make certain sacrifices. If I don't say that, then I'll be lying. <laughs> but the world will pose challenges to you because mm-hmm. you want to be different. You want to be different. But at the end of the day, it will pay off. At the end of the day wow. it to make you a hero wow. the world will celebrate wow. you
0: well thank you very much for that uh that is very reassuring and encouraging um it makes me almost want to always do good <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but reverend um uh, so let me ask you this uh how does our personal experience then because um you uh kind of alluded to the story of uh, Joseph, uh, which also is in history. So really how does our personal experience and his uh, history influence our views on the consequences of doing the wrong thing versus doing
1: what is right? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, There's this popular hymn that we Methodists sing. A Methodist hymn from my hymn book, five, five, zero. Oh, for a heart to praise my God. And the last answer says, thy gracious nature impart. Mm. You see, we are supposed to make choices. But if the seat, if the source is bad, it's likely you're going to make bad choices. Mm. Because I don't have what it takes to discern between good and bad. I don't have what it takes. So the nature. Ought to be changed. The nature. Ought to be influenced. So that him. Oh for a heart. To praise my God. A heart from sin set free. And the last. Is, thy gracious nature. impart. Give me thy nature. Which will help me. To make choices. Because when Christ came into the world. He also had to make choices. Let me give you a typical example. When he hung up on the tree. They taunted him. That if you claim to be the son of God. come down. And we are going to believe in you. He could have come down. Mm. And they would have believed in him. When they came to arrest him. In the garden of Gethsemane. According to John's gospel. He said I am him. one they fell back because Mm -hmm. as he exhibited his deity they just could not touch him so he had to hold back he also had choices to make but he had the bigger picture Mm -hmm. the future in mind these choices are making today what to be the results at the end of the day so if i'm a father and i'm making choices do i have my children in mind Mm -hmm. if i'm a mother i'm a wife i'm a husband I'm a parent. Do I have my children? Do I have posterity in mind as I make these choices? But unfortunately in our world now, it's all about myself, me, myself, and I. What (laughs) happens down the road is immaterial, all about Mm. myself. But then, that is not what God taught us to do. It is not good for man to be alone. But unfortunately, our nature is, is falling and our choices give an evidence to
0: that a uh, powerful uh, statement um you, you say something that really does hit home and that is for the parent uh, the choices you are making do you have your children in mind and so then is there like a psychological reason that makes people um feel that doing wrong is more satisfying what what then is the reasoning behind it
1: As I said earlier on, it is our falling nature. Hmm. And the world in which we are presents to us as something attractive. Mm. Mm. For instance, if we are, uh, maybe, I don't know whether this example is uh, good enough. If a lot of women are coming after you as a man, (laughs) then the interpretation (laughs) is that you are very handsome. All Mm. women like you. That makes you become the real man according Mm. to the definition of the world. So the world makes sin attractive. Mm. It has redefined. So some even don't believe in what we call sin. Mm. It is what I think will help me is what I do. I don't care what happens to you. That is your problem. But then, as I said earlier on, it is not good for man to be alone. What you do now will meet you down the road. Wow, wow yeah wow. it will meet you down the road yeah nature fallen nature has made sin attractive and that mm. is a deception thinking and of course the examples are out there in and out of scripture to confirm to us that if you go the wrong way it will meet you down the road
0: wow wow thank you so much for that um i i i want to uh back on something that uh you had alluded to later and then obviously um, in our world today, we know stress is at an all time high. I mean, everybody's stressed. Uh, I have a funny story about my younger sister when she was about six or so, uh, Mm -hmm. came to us. I was sitting down with my mom and then she goes, Mommy, I am so stressed. And I'm like, you sex. (laughs) six. What what do you know about stress? (laughs) But uh, it goes to uh, show the nature of our environment now that uh, sometimes it's used in the right way, sometimes it's not. But what impact uh, really do stress and emotional state have on our moral choices?
1: Talking about stress, I believe as a medical officer, you can better handle it. (laughs) <laughs> but coming from the spiritual point of view, um Jesus had this to say that come unto me, mm. all you that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon yourself, learn of me, and you shall have rest for your soul. Mm. You see, the the the, the like Moses told the Israelites in the wilderness. Deuteronomy chapter 30. He says, I've set before you life and death, good and evil. I counsel you to choose good. You see, our choices are bringing us what we are experiencing. Mm. Our choices are bringing us, you see, interestingly, it will present itself as a solution to the problem. But then, if you lack the discernment, you just fall prey to it. If you lack the discernment, you just fall victim to it. Mm. So if I am able to respond to God, I missed it. In the garden, let me go back to scripture when Adam missed it, and I hope you should be comfortable with it. He said, oh, yes. Adam, where are you? He said, I heard your voice. And I was afraid. Mm. Why was he afraid? Because he had made a choice the choice of disobedience that will put a separation between you and the source which we can refer to as the fountain of life. Mm. So it is only consequences of the decisions we are making. It's unfortunate, but that is what it is. Mm. It is only mm. consequences of the decisions. We are making, but may God help us to, Amen. Amen to come that. To, to realities and go back to the source. And he's wow. there to help wow. us. So
0: then um, you, you, you've said a lot about uh, choices and then returning to the source. And so um, let me uh, kind of put it this way. That, uh, how can an individual develop a greater sense of fulfillment from doing good rather than doing what is wrong? Or in this case, choosing to do right rather than doing what is wrong? How can an individual develop a greater sense of fulfillment?
1: That's a very good question. You know, in the wisdom of God who created our world, um, the growth process takes time. So even when God himself decided to visit us and ensure our salvation, he had to be conceived, be born, grow through the process. When Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus, he said, except you are born again. Mm. So it's a whole process. You got to start from somewhere and mature and grow through the process. So you make uh, maybe um, a small decision, you see the outcome that convinces you and gives you reason to make another decision, okay, this thing is working. It's a mm. growth process. You have to convince yourself that it works.
0: Mm.
1: And can we go back to Joseph's story? Yes. <laughs> can we go back to that story? I mean, he convinced himself that living for God will work for him can we confirm it with David's story? He could have killed Saul. He could have killed him. But I said, no, I wouldn't touch him. He's my master. I will leave him for God to handle. They didn't work it. They didn't work well for him. So it's like you need to be trained, be exposed to certain things and come to certain principles that will guide your life that I've tried this it works so I don't care what it is I'm going to stand by it so it doesn't just happen automatically you got to grow into it you got to mature you got to develop and in the process draw the conclusion that it works no matter what will happen I'm going to stick to my grounds
0: wow wow well, reverend says uh, making small choices at a time and uh, seeing the results of them. So in a way, uh, retraining your mind basically so you will be able to see the benefits of choosing the right in all situations. Uh, I I think it's really uh, fascinating that you um, bring up the story of Joseph um, because Joseph didn't just wake up one day and decide to do what is right. And I think that is what sometimes we miss that it was years of making the right decision and believing the right principles that was able to actually help Joseph make that ultimate decision which um, in the short term landed, landed him in prison but in the long term made him a prime minister in a foreign land uh, so I, I believe that a habit forming the right habit or building the right habit is uh, what Reverend is referring to when he says um, taking or making small choices and seeing the results of them. Uh, so thank you so much for that, uh, Reverend. Uh, before we end our session today, Reverend, any um, words that you want to share with our dear today uh, as far as the topic choosing to do right when wrong may feel or seems so much better. Uh, Any uh, words that you can impart to our listeners today?
1: Thank you very much, uh, Doc, once again, for having me. Um, I would want to just reiterate that uh, that, um, making choices are part of life. Life is just about making choices. Let, let, Let it go down well to all of us. Life is just about making choices. So when the day breaks and you see a new day, from the very beginning to the very end, you are just making choices. And all the choices have consequences. You should have that. And you use the expression retraining the mind. That's, that That brings me back to what we are looking at as a denomination in Ghana, Ghana, Methodist Church, Ghana. For three years running, our theme has been discipleship living the transformed life in Christ Jesus. And for the key text, Romans chapter uh, 12, the first two verses. And the verse two says that we should be transformed by the renewing of the mind. The mind, the mind. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so he is. So the mind, the mind. Unfortunately, for God not to just... Um, destroy us, has given us his word. So it takes discipline in the study of the word. Discipline. Mm-hmm. And the word will guide us. The word will guide you in making your choices. It takes discipline. And if fact, discipline is everything in life. If, yes. I, if I want to lose weight, it takes discipline. Yes. Am I right? If I want to be strong, In my bones, it takes discipline to visit the gym. Am I right? Mm. It takes discipline to eat right. It takes discipline to sleep on time. Discipline to wake up on time. Discipline is everything. And it applies in our spiritual work as well. Mm. Discipline to be a faithful husband. Discipline to be a faithful. Discipline is everything. And it applies even in our spiritual lives as well so if I claim to be a Christian do I have time to read the Bible then I can see examples of people who made choices and saw good results so, and in the wow. process I will have my mind renewed and then draw the conclusion that it works
0: Wow, wow well dear listeners we thank uh, the very reverend Dr. Samuel or some you do who joined us today live from Ghana, West Africa to share with us on this very thought-provoking topic. Um, I, I believe his parting and words uh, sums up everything that we've talked about today. Uh, choices are everything, but you cannot make the right choices consistently without discipline. See you same time next week, my dear listener, as we tackle again another thought-provoking life-changing topic on Hour of Healing. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, May God bless you and see you. Bye-bye.